I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 45, and this is, this is your first episode, and you can go back and listen to our previous podcasts. You can find them on uh, animationforadults.com, of course, and on podcast.com, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes. And soon, hopefully, one day, we will be on Google Play Store, but we are working on that. Uh, we'll update you that when we can. I'm Chris and I am joined once again by Dan. Hello Dan. Hi Chris. How's it going? How's it going? It's great. Yeah. Um, I'm uh yeah, I mean we can't really lie, it's been a bit of a funny old weekend, but But we're not gonna talk about that. We're, we're, here, to, we're here to talk about yeah. animation. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good thanks. And joined from the out the wild outside of <laughs> New York in the garden with a barbecue or something. Avon, hello, Avon. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm live from the backyard. <laughs> Avon and the garden chorus. Um, so if you hear birds tweeting. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The little birds, the, the birds of Queens are chirping. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'm uh, roasting some asparagus. Delicious. <laughs> um, so, yep, it's a good day. It's really beautiful here, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be com- we'll be coming up on our anniversary show soon. <laughs> I was we were I was just uh, thinking like this time last year I was in Edinburgh, <laughs> so here I am in Queens. But lovely weather. It's beautiful. And how it's probably nicer in come. Queens. It's probably nicer in Queens than it is in Edinburgh. It's pretty honest. nice. Right <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh. Uh, yes, and as one said, we are coming up on our anniversary episode soon. We're going to have some sort of special episode to mark the occasion. We don't know quite what, but if you've got any ideas of how you think we should celebrate it, if you've got any ideas for topic suggestions or anything like that then you could drop us an email at, po- at um, podcast at animationforadults.com or get in touch with us by twitter or facebook or any of the usual ways and hopefully we will decide what we're going to do and yeah that <laughs> will be soon <laughs> coming up very soon uh but this week uh it's going to be a bit of a one of our mixed episodes we've not really got a main topic we're just going to catch up on some stuff and leave it at that uh do some animation news and what we've been watching and all that um and uh catching up on some stuff that's happened not this week but the week before because we didn't mention much coming out of annecy because last week we talked about e3 instead uh so if you like video games listen to that one uh (laughs) 
and we will be talking Annecy more this week. Uh, but before that, uh, just a follow-up to a story we did a few weeks back, uh, which was about the controversial comments of a former Ghibli producer, mm. where, where you may remember he said that uh, he thought that there was it was no coincidence that men were chosen to direct Ghibli films because he thought that men were better at directing fantasy because <laughs> women are more practical or something along those lines <laughs> and everyone went, what? what the hell are you on? Uh, and <laughs> we discussed that in depth a couple of episodes ago but in the meantime he has actually apologised for his comments um, and he actually has apologised he didn't it's not one of these uh, I'm sorry you're offended kind of um, <laughs> non-apologies he actually has just come out and said he's apologised uh, this is what he actually said uh, he said I apologise for comments made in an article pu- published on June the 6th in the British newspaper The Guardian the article is based on an interview conducted in Britain on September 28th 2015 I actually made those statements at the time first I left Ghibli at the end of 2014 and are no longer a Ghibli employee I deeply apologise for causing the mistaken impression that my opinions represent Ghibli's and displeasing all who love Ghibli. Next, I definitely had a had the sexist belief that men had a strong tendency to be idealistic and that women were better at living reality. I am reflecting and learning. Gender has nothing to do with making movies. My deepest apologies. Yes, that's what he said. So he actually did say, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> and... <laughs> So, yeah, that's what he said. Which is good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, quite right, really. Mm-hmm. Quite right. Um, yeah. Some people have said, hey, you know, that people, that Ghibli were like, hey, it's nothing to do with us, uh, what he said. <laughs> and that they were, you know, that they were a bit quick to distance themselves from him or whatever. But um, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Um, but as we said, there's you know a lot of stuff in the Japanese industry and stuff that causes the situation where there aren't many women high up the production chain, but there are more lower down, and that is obviously a problem. But his comments were weird <laughs> no I, I, I agree it's it's just his comments are weird and yeah he should have made the uh, apology but he shouldn't have said that in the first place <laughs> uh, yeah I want yeah I wonder if someone I wonder how many phone calls went back and forth or if it you know I wonder you know they're like okay now take that back <laughs> yeah I, I mean or... he's, he's now um, like he's founded I think his own studio where oh. he's, where he's now producer at another studio so you know <laughs> he's he's now um, yeah you know he's got to be careful <laughs> right well I think the thing is that you know as it says he made these comments quite a while ago and then suddenly it gets reported on, and there's all these these stories all over the internet. Go, oh, Ghibli sexist. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know how the internet is. It just likes to pile on people and, and be outraged <laughs> and stuff about everything. And I think it was valid to be kind of, you know, very disappointed by by that. Especially, especially the movie that he was talking about, which was like, you know, not really about men <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> like, how do you manage that? Uh, just, yeah, he's a silly man. <laughs> but he said he's sorry. He said he's sorry, and he says he's reflecting and learning. So there you go. <laughs> Soon to evolve. <laughs> That's the, isn't that the next key phrase or the next uh, keyword he's supposed to use? I mean, yeah, you, you know, you have to give people a bit of bit of credit if they actually say they put their hands up and say, "Hey, I messed up, but I'm trying to be better." So totally, 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 hundred mm-hmm. percent. Rather than just write people off for saying something, you're like, oh, no, no, that's it. I have to burn all my Totoros now because there's no <laughs> all of them. That's right. That's right. Uh, In the same way, you want to give politicians that chance too <laughs> or else no one will, you'll never find anyone to represent your cause. <laughs> let's not even go there this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that is something just to follow up something we talked about before and not a lot really to say apart from yeah don't say it again don't say stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> hire more women directors everybody obviously <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> it's crazy <sighs> right uh, moving on to some stuff coming out of from Annecy which took place in Annecy, well, the Annecy International Animation Festival, which happened in the town of Annecy in France earlier this month. Um, a bunch of news came out of that, including uh, the news that a new anime feature is in production at the moment uh, that is set during World War Two sort of area, and it's called In This Corner of the World. Mm. And it is uh, from a director who actually has got a got a connection to Studio Ghibli. Uh, he worked as, I believe, a I think he was a animator on Kiki's Delivery Service, among other things. Uh, just need to check. That I'm actually right. That <laughs> uh, it's directed by Shinobu Katabuchi. Uh, he directed the film My My Miracle, and he was assistant director on Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, interesting. So he's got, you know, he's he is a man with some... What's the word I'm looking for? Some... Uh, with a history. Yeah, he's got some history. He's got some... He's got some the, the, the Experience. Experience, yeah. yeah. And it is, yeah, as I said, it is set in the World War Two era of Japan era, um, and it follows a young girl named Suzu who, in 1994, moves to a small town of Kure in Hiroshima uh, to live with the family of her husband. And anyone who knows the history knows uh, things didn't go terribly great for Hiroshima. So, right. Um, 
and you just want to and you just want to um, season, season that to taste as 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 you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the backyard. <laughs> yeah, we something um, cozy like cooking podcast. Yeah, cooking, <laughs> cooking cartoons. That's right. <laughs> You're all invited. <laughs> it's the A and N Y barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this the interesting thing about this is that it is um, it's been picked up by Animatsu, who are a UK based. Um, anime distributor who uh, they are basically they were set up by people who left Manga Entertainment who are the biggest anime distributors in the UK uh, but then after the original the when they were owned Manga were owned by Stars the American company they sold them off so then the people who owned Animatsu came back and they've basically merged now and they their two companies working together, but Animatsu said that they were they were gonna get into like not only distributing anime but also like uh, get involved in production and stuff. And this looks they've got the global rights to this, so they basically put money into it. And oh, awesome! It, it it was crowdfunded, apparently. It was wow. partially crowdfunded, yeah. It, it apparently earned uh, $292,000 from crowdfunding. Nice. Holy smokes. Um, the artwork and everything looks very pretty, and there's a trailer for it, and it looks it looks nice. Uh, yeah, it probably, does, yeah. It's not going to be a bundle of laughs, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Um I mean, so, well, th- thankfully, like, you know, anime movies don't have to come with that guarantee. No. <laughs> so, hey, if if you like Grave of the Fireflies and Barefoot Gen, then hey, you're gonna. Oh, it's not gonna be that bad, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not that they're bad, but I mean, they're not a fun night at the. Uh, they're not a fun night at the movies. Those. Those two. Well, according to uh, the guy from Animatsu, uh, he says he says that uh, it's got an ultimately uplifting and positive message. So that would suggest no, it's not going to be as, <laughs> as mm-hmm. painful <laughs> to watch as Graves of Fireflies. It's 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 based on a manga. Yes, which looks pretty good. And it's coming out in Japan in October. But as for when it's coming out anywhere else, we don't know. Presumably it'll come... Yeah, sorry. Presumably it'll come out in the UK from Animatsu, uh, but other places, I don't know, they'll probably sell it to local companies, so... Mm. What what, what I hope is that, like, Animatsu, like, having funded it, is is that what you said, right? Well... Kind of, they are. They part. They partly they invested. Yeah, it seems like that because they've got the global rights for it, so they've put some money up for it, and it's not finished yet. So that's basically <laughs> being in production right. on it, I okay. guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it would be good if the UK release wasn't too far away because, yeah, you know, that's something we've had to put up with <laughs> for a while. 
Well, hopefully we'll get it before other places because Elibatsu is a UK company. Mm -hmm. uh, so, moving on to other Annecy news. Uh, there were a couple of uh, big presentations there with some big names there. And one of them was Gendy Tartofsky. Or Tati, is it? Tartakovsky. Tato, yeah, him. Tartakovsky. <laughs> that guy. Uh, who was there to show off some stuff from the Samurai Jack reboot. And we've seen our first images from it, which look pretty cool. Have you seen them? I have. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think it it looks it looks good. I'm I'm liking it. It's, I mean, you know me. I'm always wary of like when something is they when when um when something is is uh, is revived. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know it it's, it just looks all right to me. <laughs> And we now know what format the new series is going to take. It's going to be ten episodes. Uh, that was apparently conceived as a five-hour film telling a single story. Uh, and it's going to be cut up into ten episodes. And it's going to basically round out the story. It is... Amazing. It's going to finish the story of Samurai Jack. And they said well, it's going to be more dark and more adult, but it's still funny. That's what they said, and it, so because it's going to be an adult swim now, so I Sorry. guess I guess you know they think the audience has grown up with it, so that they can. Yeah, that would be interesting how how that works. I'm guessing it. You know, it's not going to be like R-rated or anything. It's still going to be relatively. Because mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine it being you know really bloody and gory and. <laughs> No, I don't think they're like that. They wouldn't want to. But like the poster they released is just him covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> there is that, I suppose. <laughs> Which uh, they went to pains to avoid, like in the original series. So. Well, the point is they don't have to hold back quite so much, but it doesn't mean that they're gonna. Yeah. They're still gonna go all out because that would be a bit weird. <laughs> and also there was. Guillermo del Toro talking about his new Netflix series Troll Hunters, and they announced the cast, but um, it's got a bit of a unpleasant real-world uh, follow-up because one of the main voices it was uh, Anton Yelchin, uh, that uh, who unfortunately passed away last week, so he hadn't recorded all his voices, so. It's not quite sure what's going to happen, uh, but he has recorded the majority of it, so hopefully they will preserve what he's done and deal with it yeah. some other way. Um, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And also also joining him is Ron Perlman, who has to be in every Del Toro production <laughs> uh, by law, I think. Um <laughs> And Kelsey Grammer. And Kelsey Grammer is going to be a nice troll called Blinky. And uh, Ron Perlman is going to be Balsar, who's a bad troll. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I'm more intrigued by anything from DreamWorks Animations TV arm um, now, having seen Voltron. 
because although I don't think it's the second coming or anything, it's mm-hmm. it is um, the difference between that and their previous TV animation. I think is quite a golf in quality. So if, if they keep up that with future productions, then I'm all in. And it's Del Toro, so yeah. Did you know that it's based on a a novel? written by or co-written by del toro as well i i didn't know that before i found that out this week and i i'm now a bit more interested actually in Hmm. in the series like knowing that he's really that far invested in it because he's he's um sort of co-written books i think rather than he's actually written them because he did the same with the strain it's like it's not yeah yeah it's like co-authored um, right, yeah. Though I, although I don't know if you, uh, it's related to animation with regard to like some of the creatures, I suppose. But um, did you watch The Strain at all? No, I read the, the first book. <laughs> yeah, I really like the books. I read the books. I I really liked them. The the series. I don't know. It had some interesting moments and stuff but um some of it was a little bit laughable i thought anyway like some of the writing and stuff and the um just the the series decisions (laughs) and um some of the dialogue sort of got to me but some of it i really liked but i kind of sort of had to pick and like cherry pick moments in order to keep going um with it i was a little bit disappointed but um but i do like him a lot and he is kind of a workaholic um and i've been a huge fan for a long time since uh was it The Devil's Backbone? Was that the name oh, of the film? Yeah, it's amazing. Really, a beautiful, beautiful film. But uh, yeah, he's. Mm. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, and he's also been involved with. He's actually been involved with quite a few recent DreamWorks films, like in some capacity. But I'm not entirely sure. He's just in the credits of, of things like um, like Kung Fu Panda. Two and three and stuff like that, and um, oh right, right. I don't know exactly what he did. He has like special thanks and yeah. probably probably was brought in on like a creative advisory sort of role. Hmm. But seeing him doing an animated TV series is going to be interesting. So, and that's coming out in December, which we now we didn't have a, a release date before, so December. Cool. So we will look out for that. Um, okay, and also <laughs> from Annecy, this story I haven't actually seen reported in many places, strangely enough, and I would have thought that animation people would be going a bit crazy for it, because uh, Cartoon Saloons, Tom Moore and Nori, Nora Toomey are re-teaming on another future film. Because they directed uh, Secret Cows together, and then Tom Moore went off to do Song of the Sea, and Nora Toomey is directing The Breadwinner, and then then Tom Moore is co-directing Wolfwalkers, and then after that, presumably, <laughs> they are re-teaming on a film called My Father's Dragon, which is well. based, based on a children's book from 1948. It's an American book. Have you heard of it, Yvonne? <laughs> Um, I have not. I have not. Um, yeah. It's exciting news, though. Yes, we don't really know anything about it. Uh, but it's it's a new Tom Moore and Nora Toomey film, so that's exciting. Uh, 
It probably won't be for ages. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see any of the clips of um, my life as a, well, zucchini? The, um, but it's... Oh, yeah, lots of, um, yeah, my French friends have been raving about that. It looks really beautiful. I wish I could say I watched that, but um, just little bits and pieces, but it looks really great. Yeah. Oh, apparently, sorry, uh, Chris, um, My Father's Dragon yes. is also being adapted by Meg Lafauve, um who um, wrote Inside Out. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. I remember listening to um, the, it's not called Creative Screenwriting anymore, whatever it's called, the Jeff Goldsmith podcast. Yeah, she's great to listen to. Her story is mm. really interesting. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt there. No, no that was a no. worthy interruption. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. Uh, and apparently the main character is called Elmer Elevator. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be changed his name to Elmer Lenny Lift, Lift Lenny for, Lift. The UK, uh, for the UK. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's beautiful. Presum- presumably, Irish people say Lift as well. Lift elevator. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, probably say both. <laughs> I, elevator seems like quite a serious word when said with an Irish accent. I just really enjoyed that um, combination of um, Chris Pond and Dan um, <laughs> Dan voices impersonation. That's beautiful. That, that's you guys what you get just... from this podcast. <laughs> that's right. It's a beautiful combination. Hey, if, uh, if, and if, I... you like, if you like my puns, then you need to listen to the last episode because there were a lot of terrible puns in that. <laughs> Uh, or perfect puns. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. I couldn't <laughs> stop for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be for quite a while. Uh, and it's being co-produced by an American company called Mockingbird Pictures. So we will keep you updated as soon as we know any more. Awesome. And, uh, and as, as uh, mentioned by Avon just then, uh, my life as a courgette, my, my life as a courgette, as it is known <laughs> in um, <laughs> some places, or my life zucchini. as zucchini, as it's known <laughs> in America, just to be awkward, uh, was one of the winners at Annecy as at the awards at the end of the Annecy Film Festival. Um, it won, it won the Crystal for a feature film, and it also won the Audience Award for a feature film. So, in many nice. ways, the big two. Uh, another big, another winner was the film *The Girl Without Hands*, which won jury distinction. And that film has already been picked up for uh, release in North America by G Kids. So wow. they don't miss a trick, do they? No, they certainly do not. <laughs> and also a bunch of shorts of ones awards as well. <laughs> uh, you will find the complete list on animationforadults.com. Uh, yes, and uh, a TV special that was shown on the BBC called Stickman won uh, Crystal for TV film. And I don't know if you've seen the uh, stop-motion animated film uh, Town Called Panic. I have. Cow- I love it. Well, apparently they made a TV special with the same characters 
called Back to School, and that won a jury award for a TV special. Oh my god, I gotta, I'm gonna seek that. I'm gonna seek that out. Tangle, Tangle Panic is one of just my favourite, <laughs> my favourite things. <laughs> you might need to look it up as Return a la Class or something. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just come out in France so far, I think, or France and Belgium or whatever. Uh, yeah, so lots of animated films, won awards, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the full list on animationforadults.com and also look out for The Girl Without Hands coming to America at some point soon-ish. And um, I don't know about where My Life as a Courgette slash Zucchini is coming out. <laughs> uh, okay, we have no release dates for anywhere outside France, Sweden, Switzerland and the Netherlands at the moment. <laughs> doesn't doesn't really surprise me for now. That's not that unusual fantasy really, is it? Yeah. No, I, I mean, and, and actually, like, it is worth, like, if you're interested, going going looking through the list and trying to seek out the Annecy movies, because so many of them never get international distribution. But I, I, heard, I heard really good things about The Red Turtle. I continue to hear good things about The Red Turtle from people who saw it at Annecy. Nice. Uh, last year, I'm pretty sure... Um, April in the Extraordinary World won, I think that won the jury prize, and, uh, or Miss, I know that and Miss Hokusai won something, so I can't remember, I don't know which was the jury prize and which was the crystal, but, mm-hmm. they are like, finally coming out, <laughs> um, my, um, actually, April in the Extraordinary World looks like it's coming out on DVD only, in mm. the UK, uh, Studio Canal. That's typical. That's really nice. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, a, it's 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 really weird. Like I can never tell whether whether, and it must be really hard for them to decide. But like, the difference between, all right, this is a niche thing, so we're not going to have a huge audience, so let's only make a DVD. Or this is a niche thing, so collectors who appreciate like Blu-rays are probably going to be the only people to buy it. Like. Yeah, because that's like you got to see that in H. Well, I did see that in HD, and it was yeah, exactly. It's gorgeous. Right. It's yeah, it's really lush. It's such a shame that yeah, lots of animated, more more uh, independent animated films in the UK don't get. I mean, The Illusionist never got a Blu-ray, which just didn't make sense really? to me at all. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's nuts. And and it's not just like the smaller distributors who do that. Like, I remember the the like the latest like Winnie the Pooh movie didn't even get it. What? Like in 2012 or whenever that was. Madness. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird. Doesn't it seem like the numbers are sort of going up for animation and film in general? Like, maybe that'll have some sort of effect. You know, like, mm. animation seems kind of hot right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, that like, people just need to catch up to digital distribution and <laughs> things like that. Because, I mean, the amount of comments you see online about people saying, why can't I buy Ghibli movies digitally is just, like, crazy. Uh, I'll tell you why you can't buy Ghibli movies digitally. Because <laughs> of Ghibli. 
they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, yeah, you're right. It, that, that's why. I mean, it took them like nearly 15 years for them to even officially release their films on on video. They don't uh, even want you to do that. They're like, no, you must see it in cinema. It's the only way. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And, you know, anyway. Yeah, um, and Miss Hokusai is coming out at some point. <laughs> um, I think the last thing I heard was that it's, it's the date on Amazon is like November or something. It's been, it was supposed to come out in like April. Yeah, it really pushed back. Um, it's really good. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I I was kind of mixed about it at the time because I wasn't, wasn't too sure about what it even was. But um, yeah, like I've th- I've thought about that like on and off, and it's a really interesting little film. It's got um, it's got a weird like structure to it. It's more like a. It's, it's more like a documentary or portrait or something. It's anyway. Yeah, I've I've got a review disc of it, but I can't view it yet. Yeah, fourteenth so... November, Amazon. So. Oh, also, I found what else? What else did I find out? Yeah, um, Boy and the Beast, September, um, and only yesterday is, I think August. Oh, what do you mean, Boy and the Beast? Uh, the... Blu-ray in the UK. Huh, so it's not even getting a cinema release? Nope. That's a shame, because um, I thought that was the reason Studio Canal picked it up. We're getting the Blu-ray of Only Yesterday in August, I think, so... Sweet. So not long after the US one at all. And I will <laughs> have to find out if the American Blu-ray of April and Extraordinary World is import-friendly. I want mm. that. The, uh, the, the 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 new Ghibli um, Blu-rays are really really worth getting because they're all new transfers. Um, like they've they've gone back to the source with with all of their older movies, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, they look so they're, they've done such a nice job with the Blu-rays. Yeah, the ones I've got have all been good. So mm. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Annecy Awards, we've covered that, I guess, haven't we? I think so. Um, I mean, I I know that we've said that we're not going to <laughs> be, a, be a political <laughs> website, but I think it's significant to, like... All right, it's, it's, it's certainly significant to me to mention... Um, how Brexit af- might affect the UK uh, animation and obviously by extension like the film industry mm-hmm. and, and TV industry because you know EU um, funding has actually helped the industry like tremendously like you know uh, Stickman that you mentioned earlier was was partly EU funded mm-hmm. um, lots of Ardman's output is um you know, uh, it's 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 going to affect things, and it's not quite clear um, how that is. I mean, maybe in a few weeks' time it might become clearer, but right now it seems like just as the UK animation industry was having something of a uh, um, like a like a um, you know it was was kind of on its up. Uh, mm-hmm. it's... I can't say renaissance because it's a French word. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like it's it's now suddenly very much not clear, like what's what that means. Um, yeah, whether the tax breaks are going to be the same uh, to allow for, um, you know, uh, international. Uh, inter- internationally co-produced productions. Mm. I haven't read it because it's all just too depressing and everything. Yeah. But I, I do know that our friends at Squiggly have written an article about how it might affect how it, you know, a a um, speculation of how it could oh, affect yeah. no, the that, UK that, animation. That, one's, that yeah. one's really good. I've read that one and there was also one um, I think I don't. I can't know. It might be Vulture. Um, did one about the film and TV industry in general, um, which is which is worth a read. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think it would be nice if these things could be worked worked out in their own way. Um, but there's now no telling, like really, what this means. Uh, what this means for us. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, it's not really like good news at all. Um but uh it's news. It is. Um <sighs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> What's a good effort? <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yes. All right. What's there any other news I don't think there was something I caught which is kind of cool is that Cowboy Bebop is coming to Netflix next is it? Oh. Uh, Netflix, Netflix UK at least well it's uh, it probably won't be America then because uh, Anime Limited has the rights in the UK and Funimation has them in the US right but that is very cool because if you haven't seen that, you need to watch that because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was listening to some people talking about it today, and one one of them said, "I I've only just realised something. I've only just realised that Cowboy Bebop is looping the third. Like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. What do you because... mean? Oh, you mean like the 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 setup of like the characters' dynamics? Yeah, it's right. It's ob- very clearly influenced by it when you. Do you, do, do you know what I? I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Lupin, Spike's Lupin, and um, and uh, uh, Jet is Jingen, and uh, Faye is yeah, it makes sense. Fujiko. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we covered the news, and it's time to talk about anything that we've been watching. Uh, I, I have been watching some thing that has just hit Netflix uh, in the UK, and that is season seven of Archer. And Archer is great, but Archer has also shook things up a few times. Uh, a couple of series ago, stopped being about spies, and for one series it became Archer Vice, where they became drug dealers, just for one season, and then went back to spying again. And then season seven, they're no longer spies again, and now 
They are private detectives and they have a private detective agency called the Figgis Agency because it's under Cyril's name because none of the, <laughs> no one else is qualified to have it. And you can imagine how Sterling likes that. Being technically Cyril being his boss. <laughs> uh, and as That sounds interesting. I, I like it already. I like the setup. And it is... I'm about four episodes in, and it seem it seems like it's comparable to the um, Vice storyline because it is basically seems to be like at first you think maybe they are separate cases or whatever, but it's connected. It's like a a running storyline connected by a single case, um, and. It basically it starts like with a cold open and there's like some police people and they there's a body in a in a um, pool and they zoom out and it looks like it's Archer so that's, <laughs> that's like how the season starts so you're like oh. and obviously he's not going to die so um, it's not a spoiler <laughs> so <laughs> it's like in the opening two seconds oh and the other thing is that it's they've changed location as well because um, the their spy thing, their spy headquarters was in New York, I think, before, yeah? Dan? Hello? Hello, hello. can you hear me? Yes. Sorry, I, I, I think I dropped down for a sec there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I guess it was. I can't remember. Well, the new season is in, um, is in LA. Ah. So that's another change. And... They've also got the sort of sitcomy elements as well that they've had because Archer is now a daddy, as you may know. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so they've got the elements of like trying to raise kids and stuff as well as the PI stuff, which is really fun. And there's also some there's the animation is I think it's really taken a step up as the series has gone along. Like I was. I just really noticed some of the animation. There's like um, one bit where all the characters or a bunch of characters are basically, you know, when pe- people are bored and they are in like an office chair and they just spin around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't normally do that kind of thing in animation because it's a pain in the <laughs> ass to do. But there's just one bit where there's like a bunch of characters and they're all just spinning around in the chair. <laughs> as, uh. as people would do probably in that situation. That's like, great. And that's the kind of thing that you wouldn't think that, you know, most people wouldn't think, oh, that shows advanced animation. But when you think about it, it's like, that's the kind of thing that you would not bother to do in, you know, a, a lazier show. I do, if it's funny, yeah, if it's <laughs> funny, then, then do it. But I just love the fact they do things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also some, like, pretty well done action sequences and stuff as well. So Yeah. So I, I love Archer, and apparently it's been it's been uh, like renewed for another two seasons recently as well. So it's going to be around for quite some time, which is good. So Archer season seven is currently on Netflix in the UK. Uh, it is I don't know where you can see it in America. <laughs> Perhaps you could watch it on probably on some sort on FX is on demand thing or something if you're got a cable subscription or something i don't know or it might be on hulu plus or something i don't mm. think i'm pretty sure it's not on just standard hulu um 
Right. Apparently, oh, apparently, um, Gravity Falls is now on Hulu Plus, the whole lot, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it was one of those series where you, one of these things where because it hasn't been released on DVD or anything or Blu-ray, and it makes it when it's not actually on, it's hard for people to see. I think so. I think the fact that it's somewhere accessible, at least to subscribers, mm. is good. Although, I wonder how the Netflix deal with Disney for their movie stuff, I don't know if that will affect TV stuff as well in America. Cause oh, who knows? It's pretty complicated, no doesn't yeah. it? Because the fact that it's on Hulu kind of makes you think probably that is separate. <laughs> but it would be a good thing if people could watch all of all of that on Netflix, I think, in the US as well, as well as Hulu. <laughs> Um, also, I watched this week, uh, I finished up watching the anime series Parasite, which I talked about last week, uh, oh, right. when neither of you were here, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about alien parasites that come down and they go in, they take over people's heads and then they go and eat other people, but the main character, his, his alien parasite tried to go in his head when he had headphones in, so it couldn't, and it ended up going in his hand. So he's got a, a strange symbiotic oh, relationship. I, with... I've seen, yeah. The, it, is there like a live action adaptation? Yeah. yeah th- There's like mm-hmm. a movie. There was two movies, which is kind of a thing that happens in Japan. They do two part movies. Um, right. And they've done that with quite a lot of things recently. They've done like, um, like Attack on Titan, the movies. They did two parts and they released them a few months apart. Um, and I should be watching the first part of the movie soon. I've got it, the review disc, so I'm gonna gonna review that. So that will be yeah, interesting. We <laughs> talked about this before, but that actually played at the Edinburgh International Film Festival, Parasite. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Like this time last year. Ah, uh, that was by uh, Animatsu, I believe. So. <coughs> yeah. But the anime series, which came out around <laughs> the same time, uh, the animation is done by Madhouse. Gotcha. Uh, so it is pretty good looking show and it's very dark <laughs> and I have now finished the first half and it's sort of it, it is um, as I said last week it's a pretty dark show and they'll be like oh like the main character loses important people to him and stuff like that and you know it's it doesn't pull its punches but it's very interesting if you like sort of horror and yeah, uh, sort of sci-fi horror type things, and that's awesome. And also the the transformations that the weird monsters do are kind of very interesting in a sort of bio, body body horror biohazard type weird thing. <laughs> cool, yeah. big big Cronenberg. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know how cheap the Japanese movies are or not, and whether they can bring it to life as well as the animation did but they're usually kind of a bit cheap aren't they yeah although i am <laughs> i am looking forward to watching the attack on titan movie because i have heard some good things i've also heard some bad things so we should see i've yeah. i've heard like good things from the genre movie crowd like people who might not be so into the series like have said that it's pretty pretty interesting like little horror movie 
yeah I, yeah that's what people that's like i basically heard some incredibly positive things when it was first shown like people saying mm. oh it's just a really good horror movie and then i think more people who actually watched the anime saw it and they've changed everything it's all different and it's right like, and i know a lot of anime live action adaptations people don't like them but i say that the death note ones i reckon they're really good Japanese. I reckon they're pants. <laughs> yeah, I do. But yeah. but interestingly, but it should it's worth noting that I think that because I like the manga so much, and it's like, all right, well, you've got the same characters, and they're kind of sort of ending up in the same place, but it's not the same thing. Hey, but but now you're going to have the um, Netflix made. American live action adaptation from Adam Wingard. So hey, there's that. Yeah, I don't know what that. That's it's all of these like like um, manga adaptations that Hollywood has in this sort of weird cryogenic stasis is just like too weird to me. Like I kind of never want them to happen now. <laughs> like well, this one's actually, on this one, Akira. this. Death Note one is actually happening because it's mm-hmm. Netflix are co-producing it. So. It could, it, it, you know, what it could work if they really like play it as like a teen movie. I think, I think it's it's got like there's an opportunity to tie that in with like an American like aesthetic there. So long as they don't pretend, yeah. So long as they relocate it with like conviction, you know what I mean, and and. And uh, and and not pretend like they're semi-Japanese about it. Oh yeah, that's always the thing. Don't, if you're gonna if you're gonna do an American remake, do an American remake. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't have the characters with Japanese names. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like semi like basically just don't do what they're doing with Ghost in the Shell. Just, just, just learn from that and Dragon Ball Evolution, and you know, just learn. <laughs> yeah. So, Parasite's good, and I will review it for the site soon. Um, and I wanted to mention something not that I've been watching, but something that I've been reading. Ooh. So, <laughs> hey, that's novel. Um. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I didn't Ooh. even know I was doing that. That was you perfect. Did. That was great. I, did, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. That was. <laughs> I was. I was listening actually to another podcast. I was listening to one of my favourites, which is the No Such Thing as a Fish podcast, um, where they talk about interesting facts. Uh, In Cover and Garden. Ooh. Yes. I don't know that one. Oh, it's great. From the makers of QI. Um, And they were talking about the... Who Framed Roger Rabbit? They were talking about the original novel that it was based on, which is called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? And it's quite different. And I listened to some of the differences, and I thought, you know what? That'd be interesting to read. I want to read that. So I did did a quick search on Amazon, and I found it on Kindle for £2.45. So, <laughs> I was like, that's worth checking out. So I started reading it, and it's very interesting how different it is because, um, for starters, it's pretty much based in comics rather than animation. The tunes, 
they talk in speech bubbles and things like that. And um, Roger Rabbit is a, a comic strip star, and Baby Herman has got a comic strip, and they're talking mm. about the syndicates and things like that. So, oh, and you can see why they changed it to animation for the film, but I had no idea that's what the, what the book was like. So that's really cool. And it's also the book's more adult and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I wondered. I wondered about that. But I haven't really got too far into it yet to be able to tell you too much more. But I thought it'd be really interesting to read, and I also thought it'd probably make quite interesting something to write about the differences between the books because the book and the and I think there's also there's more books as well um, in the same series. So. Oh right. I think there's three. I think there's one. I, I, I wonder if they did the thing of like you know uh, like adapting three books and turning it into one movie. Maybe I don't know whether they took episodes here and there and perhaps. But it's quite funny when when there's a bit that is actually like the film and you're like oh and it makes you think the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would say it's you know like I said it's really cheap on Kindle so. If you're curious, you can pick it up cheaply, and it's it yeah it's as you'd imagine it's like a a um a private detective story set in the world of cartoons, but not in animation so much as as in comic strips in the book. So check that out. Uh, Dan, have hmm. you been watching anything? <laughs> Um, let me think. Well, uh, I haven't been on for a couple. Of I okay, so I I rewatched Rick and Morty season two. Oh yeah, because yes. it's out now on US Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah and I saw people talking about it, so I just I watched it again, and uh, I watched that. I watched that in like a day because yeah. <laughs> why know. not? Because why not? And yeah, like that, that's still just so good. It's still so good, and I can't wait for the for the third season now. I think it's um, it's it's really cool. Like you can really tell that they um, it's I it kind of reminded me of like how bands treat albums, and like they're not trying to make the same um, they weren't trying to make the same show again. Like it certainly felt like the same. Like characters and they kind of had the same voice but it felt like album two it was like a it was like a step up and they were you know they weren't being lazy is kind of what i'm saying um yeah i really like you know they didn't they didn't lean hard on what was successful last time uh hello hello yes hello sorry <laughs> sorry um, i'm still with you yeah, uh, so that that was that was cool. Also, I've been watching. So, like, I haven't got a TV at the moment, and when I had a TV, I used to just have The Simpsons on all the bloody time, and <laughs> you can kind of get a bit because this is on all the time. So, like, anyway, um, and I haven't seen The Simpsons for a long, long time, and I started listening to a podcast. Um, I think it's called Everything's Coming Up Podcast. <laughs> And I've just been like getting into The Simpsons again, and like watching old like season three episodes, like um, like Flaming Moe's, oh. uh, Home of the Heretic. 
and you know all of these like older episodes and oh my god it's i it's kind of like a pointless thing to say but it's it's not really pointless repeating it because i was reminded like just how good the simpsons is like it's (laughs) such a smart like show which you can really tell just everyone just like put their all into it and um yeah i've I've just like been watching odd old episodes of the simpsons and it's such a treat like as i said like having been away from the constant like stream of simpsons that you know you can sometimes get get into um like to go back and just like you know one episode at a time just one and one every evening just watch it and go wow they were really like pioneering something with these um so yeah that was cool also, I um, I found myself going to see when Marnie was there again. Oh, right. Uh, which uh, I, I, I took a friend uh, who hadn't seen it at all um, and didn't know anything about it as well, which was pretty cool. And, um, I, yeah, it's it's such an odd film. Like, it's... I really, really like it. Um, I liked it a lot more than the last time I remember watching it. Um it's it's really strange they it's quite plain but it really by the end like adds up to something and it's and the way it works is not obvious it's like it's not like this plot point is necessarily directly leading to this awakened emotion or things like that it's like a very like gradual uh build and it's a really atmospheric film, um, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, I I think it's it's worth checking out. Um, and it was kind of encur- it was kind of cool. Like it was like in its third or second second or third week, I think, of release, and the cinema was still packed. So nice. I mean, people are it's it's good that people are you know still still going to see it. Um, and I think that. Is every oh okay um it's not quite animation but did anyone see the sixth and final Don't Hug Me I'm Scared was released oh I watched that today I watched that today oh. yeah it, it's it's really great and and it's like it, it's kind of it's like it's tied a really neat bow on the whole series um uh so it's like it now like the whole series now really i, I watched the I, I watched the sixth one and then i watched the whole thing again oh, right. and it and it's like a really <laughs> trippy <laughs> experience i i showed it to my housemate who had who's not like a, into animation really or um and and probably and hadn't seen it before and she was just like <laughs> like her you know she, uh, her reaction to the first one was just like what the hell was that mm-hmm. and then it's like okay we're watching the next one and then it's just like it's just like slowly going mad like yeah no <laughs> over, it's really uh, awesome <laughs> over like we, 40 40 or so minutes um that's so good i think we should try and explain to the uninitiated yes as best we can uh, it's a series of YouTube videos, um, and they are—they seem to be <laughs> basically 
like a children's program with puppets. <laughs> but they are also it's it's like Sesame Street as some kind of nightmare. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it starts off being a um yeah, Sesame Streetish like preschool puppet yeah. uh kind of straightforward show. That and slowly then, unfolds as well. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like there start to be like these little hiccups in like the rhymes that are being <laughs> said, like you know, um green like they're talking about creativity in the first one. And then all of a sudden, this this like notebook that's come to life uh, quickly quickly shouts someone down and says, "Green's not a creative color." And then it just <laughs> continues, and you're like, "Oh, did that happen? Did that? Did that? What what's going on?" And then like by the end, it just like unfolds into like beautiful insanity. What's your favorite idea? Mine is being creative. How do you get that idea? I just try to think creatively. Now when you look at this orange, tell me please, what do you see? It's just a boring old orange. Maybe to you, but not to me. I see a silly face walking along and smiling at me. I don't see what you mean. Because you're not thinking creatively. So take a look at my hair. I use my hair to express myself. The thing is, I I feel like I didn't I didn't quite understand how you know how how it worked as a series. I, you know, I just sort of watched them individually, like months mm-hmm. apart or whatever. Oh and yeah, what, no, yeah, same. So what I I watched the last one, and then it came up like in the recommendations or whatever you know on YouTube about yeah. um that there you know there was something that said don't hug me, I'm scared six explained or something and it had um basically it tied it all together and showed you oh oh i i saw those but i thought like what the fuck needs to be explained <laughs> it's like it's like uh <laughs> yeah it's like trying to explain a trip i'm just like well you know that 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 happened i don't really i mean i i don't i don't get every is is does it seem is is it like more intricate than it first seems I I think it's worth what I think yeah. it's worth watching. Interest, because um, he's pointing out all these things like, like about the date that it's yeah. like it's all on the same date. It's all on the nineteenth of June. Oh. Uh, but then at the end it comes the twentieth of June, and yeah. and also that you know they're saying things like something like that's that's the it's really weird. It's like that's the date that ITV started. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean like first started broadcasting in like the 60s Nin- or 1955 or something and there's apparently there's some picture and it says like 1955 or something so that's mm. when that's when commercial tv came to uk and that's when oh and that's kind of what it's about and things like that and it's like whoa i had no idea i just thought these were funny <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so I I need to rewatch them all. <laughs> it's like uh, I didn't realize there was an explained. I didn't realize it went that far. I mean, I knew it went as far as like there's that thing that is Roy's dad, <laughs> and he's like in it, and he pops up, and I I know like it has like an Easter egg mm. uh, kind of like progression where 
things that are just small flashes and in the first few become more significant by the end but you don't really have to watch it like that it doesn't it doesn't um you don't have to watch it like that to enjoy it basically no no not at all but i thought it was interesting to watch it's only like you know a 15 minute video or something but it just made me appreciate everything in it really yeah it's it's so well made it's so and it's a real case for like uh you know like it was i mean the the last few ones were crowdfunded mm. um but it's a real case for like youtube being somewhere that's not just about you know uh the most content and quantity it's real like quality you know that in total there can't be more than 45 minutes of content there altogether, but they have like millions of views each. And how long? How long ago was the first one? I can't even. I think the first one was like 2014. Four four years ago. 2011. 11. I thought, because I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't know that there was. I just recently was shown this. Um, right. And I I saw like the second one, and that's it. I thought it was a standalone thing. Like I didn't even know that there were a bunch of them. So I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. go back and watch them, but. I was I loved the, <laughs> the one that I saw. Like I mean, they work really well as standalone pieces. That's for sure. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they really do. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just love their their rhymes. Like um, everything went old and dis- and went into a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> things became old and went into a mystery. Like it's it's yeah, everything about it, it's so well made. It's so lovingly made. Like. <laughs> they make entirely different puppets for just like two second shots that that are gone, but like the the overall effect is like amazing. And it is related to animation because yeah. there's like lots of stop motion animation and oh, yeah. there's CG animation in some parts. And and the last uh, episode has uh, a lot of two D like hand drawn animation. Yeah, we we've said before that. We were like, puppetry anyway is totally in our wheelhouse. <laughs> right. Otherwise, we couldn't talk about the Muppets. So that's hey. right. Oh, nice. They <laughs> <laughs> haven't come up for a while. No. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, they were in every episode for a while. It's the um, <laughs> AFA podcast bingo. You could tick off reference Muppets, slag off Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> All those things. <laughs> Jump biscuits. Jump biscuits. <laughs> Christmas pronouncement. Um, so yeah, it. that's pretty much all <laughs> I've been watching. Nice. Um, Avon, by chance, yeah. have you seen anything other than shorts? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Oh, I watched like. Uh, about 150 short films in the last couple of days, but they were all um, animation night submissions because I sort of fell behind. Um, I've been like working on a spreadsheet and boring stuff like that. Well, all for I, the festival, though. <laughs> huh? I've got, to, I've got to ask Yvonne, like, how do you pace yourself? Because you know, I've I've been to festivals and things and and watched shorts, and it's like. I can only do so many. 
like how how do you shake things up well <laughs> i am um, i mean regularly i've been pretty good about just watching um a little bit every day and the thing is like i uh I, well and also because <laughs> i usually ride my bike everywhere right but um because i've had to i've been going to like sort of um more meetings and things like with people who well let's just say that it, it wouldn't I'm trying to make a good impression and it wouldn't necessarily be great for me to, you know, go from the bicycle straight to the meeting necessarily. Like, not that that's bad, but the helmet head and everything, people just don't understand. But <laughs> okay. so because of that, um, I was like taking the bus more to certain sites and watching a lot of films on the bus. Cause I had a couple really long ones and it was perfect. Um, except that I would miss my stop occasionally. But, um, but so I was doing a lot of that like during uh, like in transit, which was great because I was getting watching like a little bit every day. But then more recently, yeah, I just had to sort of sit down and just plow through. Um, right. Uh, which is interesting. I mean, one thing that helps tremendously is is the fact that we have other people curating too. I mean, make no mistake, like I watch every single film, but. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's great that we have other people curating because then I can, they don't see each other's comments. They don't, haven't wanted to, no one's wanted to, but, um, I can see everyone's comments. So, uh, oh. it really helps because I can be like, eh, I don't know about this one. And then look and go like, okay, they don't know about it either. <laughs> or, oh, they feel really strongly about this. Let me go back and look at this again. You know what I mean? And, and um, right. It just helps because, um, you know, if you're in a bad mood or something or, or you're just tired, sometimes you you just want to make sure you give everything a chance, you know, to sort of, exp you know, have its expression. And, um, you know, so that, that really, really helps a lot. And it also helps uh, a, a lot of people. It, it, it's just like sort of a, a language thing, you know, um, some people submit shorts that are live action to you like in those sometimes it's helpful you know for someone to sort of label it like that <laughs> you're like okay well i don't even have to um really watch this because it's all live action and disqualified <laughs> mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean really it's just a matter of just like the thing is like even once i watch them all the first time i have to go back and the thing that takes probably longer is um uh having to reject films that are have received um the quality has been so high it's been really difficult you know and um and i hate doing that it's a real bummer but um mm. you know we kind of have to um not let certain not let stuff in at least you know just let people know that you know next time please resubmit another film you know <laughs> um in the future and we're happy to watch it but, um, but you know, it has to be done. It's like part of the process. So um, that probably takes more time than actually watching the films initially um, because you just want to, you wind up rewatching stuff. <laughs> I don't know. At least that's, I do. <laughs> just to um, see if it'll fit in somewhere. And if not, then, you know, that's that. But yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but um, it is pretty time consuming. But it's great. I mean, it puts everything in a perspective and it sort of, um, you know, fires up everyone who's watching the films because um, it is really inspiring to see these, these um, different films coming in from all over the world. And, and um, you know, there's just so much talent and people putting so much time and effort into these things. It's cool to see.
Cool. Yeah. Yep. We got our next screening is July thirteenth, and um, and that'll be the first batch done for um, for the Best of Fest uh, in well now <laughs> either September twenty ninth thirtieth or I don't know we haven't officially announced that yet we, uh, the dates may still be changed I don't know um you know I won't know for. I've got, as you know, like a few de- important details to hammer out <laughs> before we can even officially announce the dates. But um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. But yeah, I've just watched. Yeah, I've just watched short, short films that have been submitted, and um, yeah, we've got some good ones. Like we've got this one. Uh, who's this? Sebastian Laudenbach. Uh, we're screening this film called Daphne or the Lovely Specimen. It's been the it's the longest film we've shown so far. It's like 15 minutes, and it's oh, about a yeah. I think, watched, I think that's one of the ones I watched. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's uh, stop motion, and it's about a um an exotic dancer. Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful film? Like, it's it's so different than probably. All the other, it's so different from the other films that we've shown. That um, that lineup that we're playing in July is really strange. I mean, as far as like subject matter is concerned, um, it's not that the subject matter is strange necessarily. It's just the combination of films is really interesting. Like we have like the exotic dancer, and then you know some stuff set in space, and then some stuff about like loneliness and isolation i guess that's kind of the running theme is like this sort of um you know human connection and isolation um, no matter where you are uh in the universe <laughs> but yeah it's a, isn't that a beautiful one it's a really pretty film <laughs> anyways um, i know you're watching something some of them too <laughs> yes yeah i have been watching some and I, some have very impressed me. I've got to so. check them out. I know, right? Yeah, they're really um, lovely. I should make a uh, my own personal list of favorites and just send it to you guys. Anyway, thanks for joining us <laughs> for <laughs> another <laughs> entertaining podcast. And um, we will be back very soon. Uh, I've had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was all fun, um, and uh, probably, actually, it may well be the next episode we record will be the anniversary episode, nice. so that might be a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but we will catch you soon. Uh, keep in touch if you want. Uh, you can email us at at podcastanimationfadults dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at AFA blog. You can find us on Facebook at Animation for Adults. Oh. You can now, now on Facebook, you can search for at Animation for Adults on it and you'll find it straight away. Uh, so we're also on, we are on Tumblr, we are on Instagram, we are on Pinterest, we are on Google Plus and we are on, is that all of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I of it. it. Yeah, uh, for now. Um, and... I you can follow follow me at Mr Crystal on Twitter and on Facebook. Dan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hamu. And Yvonne. I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc. 
And uh, yep, if you have a short film to submit, you can submit it at animationnights.nyc. And uh, our next event is July 13th. And yep. And I'll be expecting you guys in like 15 minutes for portobello mushroom sandwiches. <laughs> in the backyard. Minutes. Yeah, That's right. Great. I'll, I'll have my naked thanks. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and if you'd like to help support us do more episodes and more stuff in future and more exciting content and all sorts of things like that, then you can follow you can also support us on Patreon, Animation for Adults. And you can also get some extra bonus content, such as extra episodes and extended episodes and all sorts of other things. So come and check that out as well. And we will catch you very soon. Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye. up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal and I know this is true because before breakfast I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. price and participation may vary McDonald's I'm loving it at Bush Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99. Restrictions apply.